like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's Word on issues that impact our lives. My name is Minister Corey Davis, and our topic today that I'll be discussing uh, would be how can we be forgiven if we can't forgive? I'm going to say that again. Our topic would be how can we be forgiven if we can't forgive? You may ask yourself the question, should I forgive someone for doing me wrong? Should I still have mercy and forgive someone when they are trying to tear my whole world apart and being divisive and speaking evil against me? Does forgiveness or lack thereof to my brother affect my right standing with God? Now, we live in a world where everyone is trying to put something in your ear about what you should do and what you shouldn't do when it comes to forgiveness and being reconciled to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We must be careful to to whose voice we listen to and make sure that it lines up with the Word of God. We don't just need to be listening to anything because people will tell you anything. We live in a world today that really people just want to hear what makes them happy, what makes them feel good, what complies uh, to how they want to live. But remember that We must listen to the word of God for his word is the word that directs us into the right path. Uh, Let's look at Psalms 119 and 105. That's Psalms 119 verse 105. This is the New King James Version. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God directs us and illuminates our path so that we walk toward him and not the way of the world. I'm going to say that again. The word of God directs us and illuminates our path so that we walk toward him and not the way of the world. Remember in Genesis 3, when Eve listened to the voice of the serpent who challenged her with what God said, and both her and Adam sinned against God? Satan appealed to their senses and cause them to doubt what God has said. And that's how the enemy fights. He always causes you to try to go against the word of God. Did God really say that? He just knows that when you eat of it, that you'll be just like him. So this caused them to be banished from Eden, which was the place of blessings. And this is what happens when we listen to other voices and not God. Please remember that forgiveness is not something that the saints of God can pick or choose if they're going to do. Forgiveness is a commandment of God that we must follow and obey. We're going to explore what the Word of God says about forgiveness and how it affects our connection to the New Testament covenant in Jesus Christ's blood. We're going to look at at forgiveness. a definition of forgiveness. This comes from the Dictionary of Bible Themes. It's the freeing of a person from guilt and its consequences, including punishment, usually as an act of val- of favor, compassion, or love, with the aim of restoring a broken personal relationship. Forgiveness can involve both the remission of punishment, and also the cancellation of debt. Hallelujah. So this is what God did uh, when he sent his son, Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for us, 
to forgive us from the sins of Adam and Eve. Man had a sin problem when Adam and Eve uh, sinned in the garden. And God sent his son, Jesus Christ, through 42 generations to redeem man back to God and forgive us for our sins. Part of the Ten Commandments that was given to Moses, uh, it says in Luke 11 and 4, this is going to be the NIV version, uh, Luke 11 and 4 says, Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. So we see that as we forgive others, Christ will forgive us. If we don't forgive others, then the opposite is true. Christ will not forgive us. Christ says we should do unto others as we would have them do unto us. So if Christ forgave us, then we should forgive others. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 14 through 15, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, Neither will the Father forgive your trespasses. When you look at Jesus' life and ministry, you know, we have a lot of people say, I want to be like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus lived. I want to walk like Jesus walked. But they don't forgive anyone. They hold grudges. They hold things in their heart. They hold malice and strife and envy and jealousy. But when you look at Jesus Christ's life, his whole life was about showing love and compassion for those he ministered to. Christ did not come down from the cross because of our sins. He stayed there because you know what? He didn't look at our sins and say, because uh, we did this or we did that, or we uh, did this to our brother or sister, or we did that, uh, that he's going to come down and not forgive us. He stayed on that cross. He didn't come down. We're going to look at Romans five and eight. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't come down, saints of God. He stayed there. He redeemed us. The Bible says from the law of sin and death, he took that edemic sin and that curse that was on us that only pointed out sin and sentenced us to death. And he redeemed us. He bought us back with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, we have a command to forgive. So who are we not to forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ? If Jesus forgave to the point of being crucified, bled and died on the cross, he was whipped all night long with the cat of nine tails that ripped his flesh to the bone. They marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall. And he was the king of king and lord of lords. Who are we not to forgive? No matter what people do to us, it will never be to a point that we're crucified on the cross. I don't care what folks say to you. I don't care what people do to you. I don't care what they uh, uh, do to your children. It will never be to the point to where you're crucified on the cross. We also see that forgiveness is an act of love. You know, the Bible says that through loving kindness, How I drown thee. If you're going to win somebody for Christ, you're going to do it through love. So it says, we also see that it's an act of love and must be demonstrated like Jesus did when he died on the cross for us. Hallelujah. It was out of love. It was because of love that he died for us. 
We're going to look at Matthews 5, verses 23 through 24. And this is going to be the New King James Version. It says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Now we're going to look at this, this word reconciliation. You hear it all the time in the Bible. So what does it mean? Reconciliation means, uh, or what it is, is, an, is a change or exchange from being opposed and hostile to friendship. So it's a change or exchange from being opposed and hostile to friendship. See, when we were in our sins, we were hostile toward God. We were opposed. We were in opposition against God because we were God's enemy, because we were operating in sin, which was against God. It is a change in both parties who have been at enmity against each other. So it's almost like, you know, when you have something against your brothers and sisters and, you know, you decide that, you know, you're going to make up or you're going to go and apologize uh, and make things right. There's an exchange, an exchange uh, good for evil, an exchange for feeling hostile to being friendly. And that's what Christ did for us. He exchanged our sins, hallelujah, for his righteousness. He became sin for us so that we could live. And that's what we should do uh, when we think about not forgiving our brothers and sisters in Christ. All we got to think about is what Christ did for us. He didn't come down off that cross because we were in sins. And so if he was God himself manifested in the flesh to redeem man uh, back to God and bridge that gap that sin created, see, sin created a gap. But Jesus Christ came and he bridged that gap with his blood, uh, not with the blood of bullocks and goats that the priests in the Levitical priesthood would offer, but through his own blood, he entered in and he forgave us the sins of the world. He sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat, and he took that curse off of us. We were sentenced to hell, but Christ came and he redeemed us. Hallelujah. So God is very concerned with our relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we will be judged by how we treat them. We're going to be judged for how we treat our brothers and sisters. They are God's creation, and he loves them. Think of that dire situation that you put yourself in. Think of this dire situation that you put yourself in when you try to offer something that God uh, rejects because of your relationship is not right with your brother. So what I'm simply saying is, what do you think happens or what type of situation do you think you're in when you go to try to offer something to God and he doesn't accept it? He rejects it. You remember, uh, when Abel tried to offer his offering up, God rejected it. He didn't look on it with favor as he did. Uh, uh, he looked. He didn't look on on Cain's offering with favor. He rejected Cain's Cain's offering because he didn't offer what God uh, told him to offer. But he accepted and he looked on with favor to Abel's offering. And so, just think of what type of situation that you're in when you try to offer something and God doesn't. Uh, accept it. He doesn't look on it with favor. So this is what happens when we're not reconciled with our brothers in Christ. Christ doesn't accept uh, what we try to offer him. We're just making offers 
but it doesn't actually become an offering to him until he accepts what we offer. And so he doesn't accept anything until we make things right with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So we must make sure that we're careful with how we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be a people. Christians are people of love. Christians are people that forgive. They don't hold grudges. They don't uh, try to hold people uh, in contempt just because they got an offense. They forgive. And so that's what we're required to do. Being reconciled with your brothers and sisters keep you in this New Testament covenant that is based on redemption and forgiveness. Remember that when you don't forgive people, God doesn't forgive you. And when you're not forgiven, you are in sin and therefore condemned because the blood of Jesus is not applied to your life. I think I need to read that again. Remember that when you don't forgive people, God does not forgive you. And when you're not forgiven, you are in sin and therefore condemned because the blood of Jesus is not applied to your life. You know, I said earlier that we were redeemed from that old law of sin and death uh, because of the blood of Jesus. But when the blood cannot be applied because you haven't been reconciled to your brother and you're not in right standing and you're holding grudges and you're having strife and envy and malice in your heart, then you're not in that covenant. You're not receiving the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary. So we need to think about that. Matthews 5.25, it says, agree with your adversary quickly while you're on the way with him. Lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. The Bible says, come into agreement quickly. Agree quickly. Don't let something, you know, one scripture says, don't lay down on your brother's wrath. Handle it quickly. When you know that some somebody's uh, offended you or you offended them and you feel in some kind of way, don't sit around and just let it go on and on and on. Don't lay down on it. Pick the phone up. Go to them. The Bible said go to them and be reconciled. In other words, make that exchange for all of the hatred and the strife and the backbiting. Make that exchange for evil for good. Because that's what reconciliation is all about. The Bible says Jesus Christ gave us the ministry of reconciliation, which means that just as Christ gave his life for us, he didn't look uh, on our sins. You know, he looked beyond our faults and he found our needs. He reconciled us back to him. We should do the same thing for our brothers and sisters in Christ. How can we say that we're Christ-like? How can we say that we're Christians if we don't know how to forgive? Forgiveness is an act of love. Remember, through loving kindness, Christ drawed us. This is how you'll know. This is how they'll know that we're your disciples is because of the love that we show for one another. So remember, we must operate in love. God is love and that he that loveth is of God and the love of the Father is in him. So just remember, we are commanded to forgive. If we don't forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ, neither will Christ forgive us. In closing, I want you to look at the people in your life. And if there is anyone that you need to forgive or ask for forgiveness, please go to them. 
make it right so that the blessings of God can be on your family, on your children, on your job, on your bank account, on your investments. Hallelujah. We don't want anything to hold up our blessings. In prayer, Father, we're thankful. Father, you said if we don't forgive men our trespasses, neither will you forgive us our trespasses. You've commanded us to do it. We can't be forgiven if we don't forgive. So, Father, if there's anyone out there that has unforgiveness in their heart, I pray that you would touch their hearts, touch their spirits. Father, you say don't be uh, conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew minds right now, Lord God. Able them to know, Lord, that just as Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, he that knew no sin was made sin for all mankind, that the righteousness of God might be revealed. So, Lord, I pray that you would touch hearts, remove those stony hearts, and give your people a heart of flesh, Lord God. Father, we are thankful that you sent your son that we might be forgiven, that we might be the righteousness of God. Father, we are thankful and we are grateful and we give you all praise, all honor, and all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to thank everyone for joining us on another episode of the Light Post podcast, a ministry of the God and Light Church. For other messages and resources, Please connect with us online at GodandLight.org, The God and Light Church on Facebook, or The God and Light Church TV on YouTube. Be blessed and see you on the next episode of the Light Post Podcast.